Hey guys, Dr. Childs here. Today we're gonna to be talking about five free therapies that you can use which will actually help your thyroid. These are five treatments, five therapies, whatever you wanna call them. They're things that you can do, they don't cost money, so you can get started on them pretty much right away. Now, I sell a lot of supplements. Um, sometimes people have told me that they're on a fixed income or they can't afford them or whatever it is, um, and so I respect that, but I wanna provide this information to those people, and really to you even if you're using my supplements as well. This information is gonna be helpful regardless of your status, but it's especially helpful if you can't afford um, other therapies, right? If you can't afford to get certain types of supplements, medications, and so on. So uh, this is something that you should look at. Now, here's what's really interesting though. I'm gonna be talking about five free therapies, but I know that about 95% of you are gonna listen to this. You're gonna be like, oh, those sound pretty good, but you're not gonna do anything, okay? So I'm gonna challenge you that if you're in that situation, if you want to feel better, to at least do one or more of these therapies, um, because I know from previous experience that Human behavior is such that if they don't put money where their mouth is, people tend to not do things, okay? But I want to challenge you to actually do something about these. So I'm gonna explain these therapies, why they're so effective, um, and we're gonna go over them uh, right now. So number one is fasting. Fasting just refers to going without food. There are many different ways to fast, and I'll go over those in just a second, but fasting has profound health benefits on pretty much every condition that you can think about, okay? And in fact, I've gone on record to say, I don't know that there's a condition that fasting cannot solve from a medical perspective. And I really mean that. If fasting is just incredibly effective. Fasting is something that you can do if you're overweight, if you're uh, a normal weight, probably don't wanna do it if you're underweight, but most thyroid patients can benefit from this because it has effects on inflammation, um, it can balance immune system, it can reduce autoimmunity, it can help with weight loss. Uh, it just has tons of beneficial effects on the body um, at pretty much every level. Now, there are many different ways that you can fast, uh, and the reason it's so effective is because it doesn't require money, okay? It's not this fancy diet that you have to follow. You don't have to go buy organic foods. You don't have to buy expensive rare foods that you're only gonna eat once and not, that isn't gonna taste very good, okay? It requires nothing. You simply don't go, you simply don't uh, consume food, which means that you're just most of the time just drinking water if you choose to have a water fast, but there are options where you don't even have to drink water as well. So some of these fasting options include dry fasting, which is going with, going without food and water. We have, uh, we'll just call it regular fasting, where you you do have, you don't have any food, but you do drink water. We have intermittent fasting, which is, you know, for a period of time, usually a shorter period of time, and then prolonged fasting. So there are many different ways that you can do uh, these fasts, and pretty much all of them are effective to some degree, but figuring out what your body needs and how long you should be going, that's where kind of the trick is, okay? So you're gonna have to require, well, it's going to require some experimentation on your part, I generally recommend, um, if you can, that you start out on the the, the smaller side, so you're doing a, a, an eating window that's a little bit smaller, and then you can progress from there because there is a real danger of overfasting. In fact, I've seen many people who end up overfasting and they damage their thyroid and the metabolism in the process, okay? So it's probably safer to stick to the intermittent fasting and the eating windows in the beginning before you moved on to before you move on to pro prolonged fasting and dry fasting and so on. Um, they can be effective though. I've used them on many different types of patients. I've used them on myself personally, on my wife who has thyroid problems, et cetera. So um, I have had, had great success with using all types of fasting in all types of patients. That's number one. Number two would be cold therapy or cold showers, okay? So the guy who I think really brought this to prominence was uh, Wim Hof. Uh, and essentially what he was doing is he was showing that cold therapy has tremendous benefits on the body. Now, this will require you to have access to a shower and the magic number that you're looking for is about 60 degrees, okay? So you wanna get cold, you wanna get into cold water in some way that's about 60 degrees or, or cooler. So depending on where you live, if you live in a really warm, warm climate, um, like I do in Arizona, the, the actual uh, water temperature of our, of our faucet, especially now in the summer, is like 75 degrees. So it sometimes requires ice 
uh, to get it that cold. Just sort of depends on where you live. But other places you may not. It may be 60 degrees all the time, depending on your elevation and the temperature and so on. But the but the goal here is to get exposed into about um, exposed in water, which is less than 60 degrees, for about two minutes each and every day. And doing this will provide a lot of benefits to your immune system, to inflammation, and it probably also has some impact on your weight. Okay. Um, the reason that I often recommend it to patients who have thyroid disease is because most often, many of them have Hashimoto's thyroiditis, which is an autoimmune disease, right? And so if you can reduce that immune, or if you can reduce the inflammation and balance the immune system, you're gonna do a lot of good for the thyroid function itself. And you can do that by taking cold showers or getting in an ice bath or jumping into cold water. Now you do need to be careful if you have any sort of history of seizures and things like that. I'm not recommending that just anyone jumps into cold water. I'm just saying it is a potential option that has benefits to your thyroid. So try to get um, into water which is less than 60 degrees and try to get into it for at least two minutes. That's sort of the duration that you're looking for um, and try to do that at least once per day. And, you, and I've seen a lot of benefit there. Now, a lot of thyroid patients will tell me, wait a minute, I already have problems with the cold. How can I jump into cold water and isn't that gonna make my condition worse? Well, not necessarily. In fact, it, it's probably the case that jumping into cold water has an impact on certain blood vessels inside of your extremities. And so what happens is as you get into the water, you're sort of educating your, um, you're, you're sort of re-educating your blood vessels on what type of size they should be. And doing that can actually improve blood flow in the long term. So when you get into water, you're constricting your blood vessels. This is happening automatically. You don't have any control over this. But as you get into cold water, those things are shrink shrinking. They're, they're contracting, right? And so less blood flow is gonna go through. But then what happens as they warm up, they're gonna expand and they're gonna expand bigger than, the, the, than where they were at previously before getting cold. So you're sort of expanding them and shrinking them, expanding them and shrinking them as you get into cold water and then back into warm water. And that seems to have an education-like effect on those blood vessels. And the net uh, improvement is increased blood flow. Okay, so that's, pr that's probably why it's not um, an issue for most people who have cold intolerance, especially thyroid patients, and why most people actually feel better when they do these things. Okay, so that's number two. Number three is meditation. In fact, if I read you the benefits, if I had a list of benefits for meditation, I don't have them because they're, they're, it's long and, and it's amazing. Um, but if I read it to you, it'd read like an infomercial, okay? It's like improve libido, improve, reduce depression, um, you know, improve weight loss, improve sleep, improve everything that you can possibly think about. Meditation is so beneficial for the body because it's impacting the mind. It's impacting hormones indirectly, including thyroid hormone and cortisol and so on. And the thing about meditation is even though it's so effective, it's incredibly effective, most people do not do it. In fact, I'm guilty of that too. I know how effective, effective it is. I've used it before. I use it to help uh, fix my adrenal fatigue and I've used it to sort of relax my body whenever I get really stressed and I use it at certain times, but I'm guilty of not using it every day. And I, this is the same way with patients that I've recommended it to in the past. I'll recommend that they're doing it. They'll do everything else. They'll take their medication, they'll take their supplements, they'll exercise, they'll eat healthy, etc. but they will not meditate. I don't know why, just the human condition to avoid meditation. But I'm telling you, it's insanely effective. And if you can, you should do it. It. Actually, I'm not even saying if you can. You definitely should just do it, okay? That's really what I'm saying. Now, when it comes to meditation, there are a couple there, there are a couple ways that you can do it. Now, I have two preferred techniques that I like. Both of them are free. You can get them on uh, YouTube videos. Uh, you can look them up and you just follow along, really. It's really that easy. So one is the release technique. Um, and I'll leave a link to that below. And it's really just your mind. You're, you're repeating the same phrase over and over again inside of your mind. And 
consciously thinking about your body relaxing and releasing stress as you do this. So that's number one. And then number two is the curtain kriya. And that's a different type of a meditation that has a combination of hand signs as well as vocal cords, and they kind of go together. So I'll, I'll leave links to both of these below, but they're really simple to follow. Um, they're really easy. Again, they're free in, in free forms of videos. You can stick them on your phone, listen to them at night, um, or just in the middle of the day whenever you're stressed. In fact, I used to do it during lunchtime um, in between seeing patients just to sort of calm my body down and reach that sort of Zen state. But meditation is really, really insanely effective. Probably maybe the number one most effective thing on this list. It's, it's hard to say for sure, but very, very effective. Number four is getting out in nature. And so sometimes referred to as nature walks. Um, uh, some people will, will uh, do this barefoot so they can sort of ground with the earth and, and um, get out into nature and sort of be one with the environment and really relax and um, get away from the stress of the world, get away from the blue lights, get away from technology and, and unplug yourself um, from the world that we live in. The world we live in is really stressful, okay? There's a lot of benefits to it. Being connected to friends via social media and on your phone all the time can be a good thing, all right? It definitely has benefits to do that. But there are also a lot of long-term detrimental side effects to doing that sort of thing. In fact, now we have all these studies showing that being connected to technology all the time increases your risk of depression. Um, so the longer you're on it, the more depressed that you get. And it can also cause a lot of develop developmental issues, probably leads to increased uh, harm, especially in young uh, minds that are developing and so on. So unplugging yourself and getting out to, into nature is very, very effective. Again, this is something that I'm guilty of not doing enough, but when I do, I really feel it and it's, it's very good for my body. So I'd recommend that you do that. Just 20 minutes a day, walking out in nature. If you can take off your shoes, ground with the earth, be out there is very effective. You'll feel it. You'll feel the release of, of the stresses you go out there. So do that if you can. That's number four, getting out in nature. And then lastly, number five would be stretching and or yoga. So I put these together, even though a yogi out there will probably get really upset with me because yoga and stretching are not the same. But really what I'm trying to get you to do is to move your body. Really what you want to do. And this is an exercise, by the way. What I'm trying to do is improve the blood flow and the lymphatic flow of your body by stretching, especially around that thyroid gland and that neck area. So if you'll notice a lot of yoga moves, they end up doing, they end up giving you a lot of stretching in that neck area, especially if you're doing um, uh, the sequences involved in yoga. So the whole point here is to move the body, move your head around, get your abdomen and your core moving so that you can move your lymphatic system, stretch your muscles, increase blood flow, especially to the neck area. And what that will help you do is improve blood flow to the thyroid gland and improve lymphatic drainage of the head and neck, which ends up coming down through the thoracic duct um, in the, at the left side of the neck. So you really want to make sure you're doing that because that ensures that you're getting thyroid medication to your, th or to your, to your cells and tissues, and it includes that you're getting nutrients via blood flow into your thyroid gland itself. So if you're someone that just stays stiff all day and you're sitting in your chair and you're working away at your computer or not really moving around a lot, you're not moving your, your head and neck the way that you should, you really will benefit from doing these stretches because it'll increase the blood flow, increase the nutrients, and take away the things that your body wants to get rid of via the lymphatic system. So these are five free things that you can do as a thyroid patient, regardless of your status, regardless what, it doesn't really matter what type of thyroid condition you have, by the way, this is just beneficial for all thyroid conditions. And you can get started on it right away, doesn't cost you any money, and it will be very effective. Now, if you choose to, you can absolutely add these onto other therapies you're doing. So if you're taking thyroid medication, great, do it. If you're taking thyroid medication and supplements, great, do these as well. If you're taking thyroid medication, supplements, exercising, detoxing, et cetera, you can add all these things on top of each other um, and they will just help you feel that much better. So consider all these things when, when the next time you're wondering or you're worried about money or you can't afford other therapies or treatments, you can always do something. And here's a list of five things that you can do. If you haven't already, make sure that you guys download my free thyroid PDF resources. I have tons of information all designed to help thyroid patients like you, and you can get that in the link below as well. Um, and otherwise, that's all I have for you guys, so I'll see you in the next one.